Hi everyone. Welcome to Origin Gates daily podcast called Wisdom's Echo. We are Grant and Samantha Mahoney sharing an insight for the day. Hi guys. Yeah, what we want to talk on in this session is we want to talk about the goodness and severity of Yahweh. Grant, do you remember about a number of years ago actually, I think it was around 2009, we started Moed Ministries and we were running one of our conferences. I remember very clearly you getting up and you sharing what was on your heart. You made a statement. You said, God is angry with us. He's angry with the church for the way we've done and whatever that was. Do you remember what came out of that? Yeah, I do. I do remember that conference. Um, we were in a small little town doing that conference in Martin, I think. Was that no, it was? No, it was Auckland. Oh, okay. And I remember after that, a man came up to me and said, oh, the God I serve doesn't get angry. I don't agree with you guys. I don't know what you're talking about. And I was like, quite puzzled because when I look at Scripture, God gets angry quite a lot in Scripture. In fact, if you do a search on the anger of the Lord, there's over 486 topical references and 94 direct quotes about God getting angry. So, <laughs> I mean, I don't know which Bible this guy was reading, but God definitely gets angry. And the other thing about it is... You know, the word says that he doesn't change. But the thing is, what's happened for us is we now have Yeshua That's right. that stands between the anger of God and us. And I think in today's church society, or in today's society with um, hyper grace and hyper love, people have made God just to be about love. But he isn't. He's so much more than just love. That's right. I'm even noticing like on Facebook pages, for instance, you will have someone put something out there that is actually calling uh, time out on something that's been spoken, whether it's by a man of God or whether it's by mainstream media that goes totally against what the word says. And somebody will call it out and go, that's actually not what the word says. And the response that you get to that, they will beat that person down. Christians will beat that person down, pointing out the truth, saying something along the lines of, well, God is love. And so therefore, you know, this is acceptable and what you're saying is hate speech we've got to that point where you can't even speak about truth without it being referred to as hate speech yeah I think that's one of the dangers we've got to with this hyper grace and hyper love is we've taken any responsibility of the truth of the word out of the context so now when you do state a true um, fact out of the word that's not let's say in or covered by love or doesn't seem loving, then suddenly you're a hater or whatever because it's not love. But God is not just love. God is severity as well. He's goodness. He's mercy, but then he's also severity. He's also anger. There's always, or there should be, in my view, consequences to our sin. Yeah. You know, the number two in Hebraic understanding is about duality. Um, They're always being the two different sides. And God has different sides to his character and his nature as well. Uh, Just some of the studies that I've been doing, and I've shared this with with a number of people already, is how one thing was taken out of the other. So let me just give some examples of that. When the word talks about in the beginning, um, you know, God created the light and he separated the light from the darkness. Those were actually one entity. They, he, he took the light and he separated, he pulled out the darkness out of the light. He did the same thing with water. So it says he took the waters and he separated the waters above from the waters below. They were one entity, but now they become two separate and totally independent entities also. 
We see it with man, where it says Adam, who was first the first man, contained man and woman in one body. And Hebrew understanding is that the man looked out the front, the woman looked out the back. They never saw each other. And then when it says Yahweh put Adam into a sleep and he took a rib, we take it to mean a physical rib. But actually what he did was he separated the two out of the one and they became individuals. When you have a look at um, judgment, which is what we would call the anger or the severity side, and love. They are actually pulled out of each other. They are the same coin with two different faces to it. So you can't have the one without the other. Uh, in some of my studies as well, I've been learning that um, if the world was only love, love is much stronger than judgment. It would totally consume the world and we would be reabsorbed back into the divine. And so there has to be that balance. There has to be judgment. But if it was only judgment, then we would be totally destroyed because God's anger would always be against us. So we have to find the balance in both of those things. Yeah, that's why you have to have the goodness and the severity. There has to be balance. I think if all we had was goodness, then what would happen is, which is happening quite a lot in the church, is there's no more the spirit of conviction. The reason we have conviction is because we realize right from wrong. There has to be that... There has to be right and there has to be wrong. And so if all it is is about love, then there's no wrong, which then makes you have no conscience and no consciousness of sin. That's right. And so therefore, then you don't have the spirit of conviction. And even if you look at today, that's one of the things that's greatly missing in the body alone. I'm not even talking about the outside world is the spirit of conviction. When last have people fallen on their knees in terror of God because they have been convicted of their sin? And so anyway, we don't want to talk too much on the severity, but we have to we have to actually realize that it's real. There is a this is a two-sided coin. This is a multi-dimensional God. He is not just love. Even Jesus got angry. I mean, come on. He he turned the tables over yeah, in, in, in his people. father's house. He whipped people. He got angry. This yeah. is part of the nature of man, but it's also part of the nature of God. God gets angry, mm. and God has a severe side, but the side of his goodness is far greater than his severe side. Yeah. And I'd rather find myself on the side of his goodness. However, I would also like to know that you're always angry with me when I've done something wrong. So I don't want to have this warped sense of morality, to be quite honest, because that's what's happening in today's society. If you look at all the stuff that's going on with gender and all kinds of weird things, our moral fiber has totally, de has totally decayed. And God's not really interested in our technology or how far we've advanced from a, techno a technological point. Right. What he's interested in is how far have we gone from our morals, from the fiber and the truth of the word. And to me, that's what really touches Yahweh's heart. When he sees people that are walking according to the truth, and that means following... Um, the protocols of the kingdom. I'm not even going to talk laws because we, we don't we, we are we are free from the law, but the protocols, there are protocols in the kingdom. And when we follow those, God looks down on us favorably. Yeah, you raised a good point, um, you know, about discipline. Um, if we are only all about the love of God and that side of him, we will never receive his discipline. We'll just be left to our own devices. And before you know it, you've run so far from the truth, you don't even know what the truth is. Yeah. You know, and the word also talks about if we can't accept his discipline, we're like, and the word actually uses the word, we're like bastards. Yeah. You don't have that, that father and that father input because we yeah. can't receive 
discipline. Yeah, and that's what it says. We are considered bastards yeah. and no longer sons. And I want to be a son, so I want to be... I want to be a recipient of God's goodness and a recipient of Him as my inheritance. And I believe those that don't have that balance won't receive His inheritance because they become bastards mm -hmm. and they're no longer sons. And only a son receives Yahweh as their inheritance. You know what I'm also seeing in the church today, which is really sad and frightening, is that when you talk about the foundational things of the Christian faith, they will put that in the anger basket or the no love basket and they'll say, well, that doesn't apply any longer because now, you know, because the love of God. So, for instance, when you talk about hell, for instance, people will go, no, there's no such thing any longer because why would the love of God allow you to do that? You know, so even the fundamentals, the basics of our Christian faith are being tested if they seem to be on the harsh side or if they don't seem to be in line with love. And this can lead us into so much error. Yeah, that's so true. But let's take a little bit of time to talk about his goodness because, you know, his goodness is absolutely amazing. It I mean, overtakes you. It does. You know, Yahweh is just so faithful to us. And, you know, Sam and I have seen his hand on our lives in the discipline area, definitely. Yeah. But so much more on the goodness side. And God's been just absolutely phenomenal to us. And one of the things that we practice almost continually on a daily basis is gratitude. Yes. You know, there is so much that we can be thankful for. I'm even thankful for the times Yahweh's disciplined me because Absolutely. he says he only disciplines those that he loves. And so when that discipline comes, I see it as part of his goodness because he's disciplining me to make sure that I'm walking right and according to the truth. And so I love the fact that he cares about me that much. And so mm. there is just so much we can be grateful for. And his goodness, like Sam said, overtakes me uh, so often. I mean, I look at my children. I look at what Yahweh's done with our lives and where we are today. And I look back at the journey and I'm just absolutely amazed by his goodness. Absolutely. Um, and a lot of my podcasts are to do around health since that's my journey. That's my pathway that I'm on right now. And a fascinating study that has come out, you mentioned gratitude, is your immune system, just 10 minutes of you um, taking the time, meditating on his goodness and all the amazing things that he's done, practicing that gratitude and that thankfulness, just 10 minutes a day can boost your immune system like by something like 200%. So, I mean, just think about that. No pharmacia, no drugs, you know, no, no happy pills. Awesome. Just gratitude has an amazing effect on your immune system. You know, when you look at the goodness of God in your lives, it's always good to reflect back and be thankful for everything that he's given you. But even on a daily basis, I'm, I'm glad today that I'm awake and alive and I'm talking to you guys on this podcast. Just the fact that we're able to do this. Yeah. I'm grateful for that. I'm grateful God put breath inside me that I have an amazing family and I have... Um, my health is good. You know, there's so much that we can be thankful for. And so God's goodness is just absolutely amazing. I said this in another podcast. I love that scripture when David says, Surely, goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life. And he's saying that because goodness is about the gratitude to say thank you, Yahweh, for everything you've done. But mercy is to counter the part of God's anger or his wrath towards you. Because David was a sinner. He messed up just like us. But yet... He was a man after, after God's own heart. And I believe it's because he continually thanked God mm. for his blessings. But then he also acknowledged God's mercy because he knew he had messed up. And that's the thing is we have to know that we messed up and that, we, that his mercy is there to, to set us free. And so 
I'm just so grateful that this is the God that we serve, that He cares about us enough to discipline us and see us walk right. But He loves us so much that there is so much goodness that is overflowing in our lives. And I think one of the keys for me about goodness and, and the rewards of Yahweh is to always share them with others. Yeah, because testimony empowers vision, vision yeah. right? Yeah, um, part of my uh, prayer life has got to do with thankfulness. And I can actually spend a whole day on just that thankfulness part because when you just start and you start acknowledging how good God is it leads into the next thing and the next thing and before you know it you have spent your whole day in gratitude and that's what it's all about you know in Romans 1 verse um, 8 I think it is it talks about how people were neither grateful nor thankful I think it's Romans 1.19, sorry. And, they, they, and it says, and because of that, I gave them over to a depraved mind. And so all of our thankfulness and gratefulness holds massive weight in the kingdom. Yeah, like Sam was saying, even when her and I come together to pray, I would have to say 80% of our prayer time together is thanking God. Yeah. Just giving him thanks and praise for what he's done in our lives, for all the amazing things that he's released to us. I mean, just even your friends. I mean, I look at the friends that we have today, the Amazing. people that we're walking with in terms of ministry and that, it's, it blows me away. Yeah. Uh, some of these friendships are friendships I've been longing for my whole life. And it is just absolutely incredible. So yeah. there is so much. The goodness of God is phenomenal. It sure is. You know, just coming back to those foundations that we were talking about that are under fire all the time in the Christian faith because we're so pursuing the mystical that we forget. And we and, and there is a scripture that says, leave behind the elementary teachings. And that's where we're going to. But we've gone crazy where we go, well, those no longer apply because the love and because of the grace and because of the mystery. No, those are the foundation. You can't build the roof of the house until you've actually got the foundation and the walls up. So the walls and the foundation can't be done away with. And so, you know, we feel so strongly about getting those things in place that we've actually, on our Up Here radio shows, we've got a show called The Plum Line that we're working with Stevie McKee on, where we begin to have a look at what are those foundational issues. Well, bless you guys. I, th I hope you've enjoyed this podcast and shalom to you and your family. Shalom. Bless you.